Hello, my listeners. I just wanted to pop in here quick and let you know that The Kate Show was recently named an iTunes Top 200 Podcast. This came as a surprise to me because I am pretty new to the podcasting world, but I am so humbled and so thrilled that on average, 3,000 of you listen in every single month. So because of that, The Kate Show is now accepting advertisers and sponsors. And if you are interested in working with us in this way, we view it as a long-term collaboration. So if you're interested, head over to katethesocialite.com and click on the podcast section in the menu. There you'll find the different advertising options available to you. And just as a heads up, We, meaning me and my team, are very selective about who we allow on the show as a guest, an advertiser, or a sponsor, so you will have to complete an application process. This is because we value our audience so much that we have no intention of spamming them with ads or promoting things that really wouldn't be a good fit for them. But if you have a product or service that would serve the home industry, make their lives easier, and empower them to run their businesses more efficiently, we should definitely have a chat. So head over to KateTheSocialite.com and click on the podcast in the menu. Welcome to The Kate Show, a weekly marketing podcast for interior designers and home stagers. Hosted by author, entrepreneur, and marketing consultant, Kate The Socialite. Each week, you'll learn helpful tips on how to make social media easier, how to grow your mailing list, and how to simplify every area of marketing and advertising your business. With her blunt, no-fluff approach, Kate stands up for business owners who want real results in their marketing but have limited time or resources. And now, please welcome your host, Kate the Socialite. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Kate Show. Today, we're talking all about the four myths that you're likely believing about paid advertising. Now, I want to preface this with a few things. First of all, I have fallen prey to each one of these myths in the past, which is why I feel it's so important for me to highlight this right now, because if you are new to business or you are struggling with advertising your existing business, then these things are things you need to know. Also, I would like to say that I am not a huge fan of paid advertising because I have found that it's easy to make paid advertising a strained replacement for good marketing. And advertising and marketing are not the same thing. They cannot replace each other. So let's just dive in to each of these myths. And then I'll also be talking to you a little bit more about the difference between advertising and marketing and what you need to do before and after running a paid ad to make sure it's successful. All right, so the first myth is, if I pay for an ad, they will come. Oh, if only that were true. Unfortunately, merely running an ad, paying for something doesn't mean that you are then entitled to get click-throughs, to get leads, and especially to get new customers or clients. So you have to make sure that your ad is designed properly in order to attract the right type of person. It's kind of like going fishing or going hunting. If you don't put out the right bait, if you're not wearing the right colors, It's not going to do you any good just sitting out there in the woods or sitting on the side of a riverbank. You actually have to put thought into it, but you have to think about it from the perspective of the person that you're trying to reach. So is your ad in the right place? Maybe Google ads are not right for you, but maybe they are. It just depends. 
Is your target client someone who searches for things on Google? Or do they get all of their referrals strictly from social media? Or are they a little bit old school and they really don't like the internet? If that's the case, running a digital paid ad would not be for you. But then you also have to look at paid print ads. You have to think, is my ideal client ever going to willingly and on their own pick up this print magazine or this print newsletter and look at my advertisement? If not, then obviously that would not be a good investment of your advertising dollars. The next thing you need to ask yourself is, does my ad use text and imagery that reflects my ideal client's hopes and dreams? That's a lot right there, okay? Now I have seen myself and other business owners make the huge mistake of designing an ad that looks attractive to them. I have made beautiful ads in the past early on in my business, but they ended up looking good to me and only people that were just like me, and that's definitely not my ideal client. So if you are an interior designer, don't design something that will just attract other designers because that will not help your bottom line and the ROI on that will be pretty much non-existent. If you're curious as to what types of images or what design aesthetics are really popular right now, head over to Pinterest and just look at what is trending. No matter what industry you're in, you're going to find other people just like you who have gotten very popular on Pinterest because of the aesthetic they're putting out there. Also pay attention to the words they're using. You should not go copy and paste exactly what this other company is doing, but you can use them as a guide for your own business. Make sure you put your own spin on it because your brand is very unique. The next thing you need to ask yourself is, does my ad contain a strong call to action? Now the call to action or CTA, as we call it in the marketing world, is basically the most important part of your ad and a lot of people forget this part, which is why I'm making this episode because there's a connection between people running paid ads, getting frustrated with those ads that don't deliver, and their lack of CTAs or calls to action. So the call to action is simply when you have presented the problem and the solution to your potential client, then you tell them what to do next. Something like book a consult, call this number for a free estimate or whatever it is that you are offering, you have to make sure that call to action is telling people to go somewhere closer to you. So don't tell them to go follow you on social media. Don't tell them to go refer a friend. Tell them to contact you or opt in so that either way, At the end of that interaction, you have a piece of their contact information that you can use in the future, as long as they've given you permission to do so, of course. So guys, there are so many things that you have to look at just in the ad itself, because if you don't have that call to action, if you're not using the right text and imagery, then your ad will fall flat. And we haven't even talked about the other issues that your ad can have. So before we move on to the next myth, let me just again say your ad needs to have a pain point and a solution. And those things need to be described in about two sentences. And that includes the call to action. So it might look like, hey, stay at home moms, are you tired of outdated style in your home? Call blah, blah, blah to book your design consult. That presents the problem, 
it sets you up as the solution and it has a definite call to action because it's telling them to call this number or go to this link or email this this address so it's not rocket science but you do have to be very mindful when you're creating an ad make sure that it's going to appeal to the right person and not just to you and your colleagues okay so myth number two is if I advertise all my services I will be more likely to attract people who are interested in at least one of them so here's the problem guys the more general your ads are, the less effective they will be because specificity sells. I have experienced this so many times in my own business and I've seen it happen in my clients' businesses as well. You need to be very specific about the service you're offering and exactly who that service is for. That way your ideal client can recognize herself or himself in your ad. So the example I gave earlier when I said, hey, stay at home moms, well, that's pretty darn specific, isn't it? That means that you're not going to be attracting a bachelor or a professional woman without children. You are talking directly to the stay at home moms and you can target that ad to match certain like demographics and certain areas of the country so that you make sure that you are still attracting the right type of client who will be able to afford your services because that's also a concern. But you have to make sure that you are being specific. So when you have a specific service offering for a specific type of client and then you tell that specific potential client what to do next, you will have a return on your investment with paid advertising. Okay, so the third myth about paid advertising is if I get a few clients from a paid ad that means the ad was successful. Wrong. Unfortunately it's just not that simple. If you run a paid ad, let's say a Google ad, there's nothing wrong with Google ads and I, I keep getting emails about them so I'm just going to use that as an example. If you run a Google ad and you're spending about a hundred dollars a month and you end up getting three leads from it the cost per lead is pretty high because all you've got to do is take the total amount you spent divided by how many leads you got. And if you want to really, really break it down, how many of those leads actually converted into projects and how big were those projects? And did you enjoy working with that particular type of client? If the answer is yes, you did enjoy the project and yes, they all converted, or even if just one converted, if it was a big enough project to justify your investment of $100 a month, then yes, you should continue running those ads. But if you ended up getting just a handful of leads and they didn't really pan out, or they did, but they were really not enjoyable to work with, they wanted to nickel and dime you, they were really tiny projects, and they weren't going to lead to any future referrals or repeat business, then that ad really wasn't successful for you and I would suggest putting your money elsewhere. Now I want you guys to keep in mind that running a paid ad isn't the end-all be-all to getting new clients or to gaining exposure on search engines or on social media or even in your local area through print advertising. You have to approach each ad individually and strategically. You have to think about what your ideal client might be doing while they're consuming this ad. Are they going to be in a place where they're distracted, like on social media? 
Are they going to be in a place where they're searching for answers like Pinterest or Google? Are they going to be likely to just toss it in the garbage if they're looking at a print ad? I think that shares with you all exactly how I feel about print ads. <laughs> but that is only because the cost of running a print ad is often so much more than running a digital ad and you still will get such a limited return on your investment that it's just not always a good fit. Sometimes, however, that is incorrect. Sometimes print advertising is exactly what you need to be doing for your business and that's why I said you have to approach each ad situation as a unique moment in time and ask is this a good fit right now for my business, for my budget, is it going to reach the type of person who is most likely to hire me and who I would enjoy working with. If the answer is yes to all of those then go for it. All right, before we hop into the fourth myth about paid advertising, and before I break down the secrets to running a successful ad, let's take a little break. Hey, interior designers. How much time are you currently spending creating floor plans, furniture arrangements, or sourcing product, or creating mood boards? Well, here's the good news. You do not have to keep spending many, many precious hours of your time on these things that you could actually hand off to someone else. Now, I'm not suggesting that you hire an employee or that you add another person to your in-house team because that's not always a good fit for everyone. From a legal and tax standpoint, having an employee can be expensive and it can also be risky, which is why I am really excited to introduce you guys to my friend Brittany Elms of My Design Assistant. So Brittany specializes in virtual assistant services exactly and specifically for interior designers so that you can spend more time growing your business, your brand, and getting the publicity that you deserve without spending hours creating those mood boards or sourcing those products. Because we know these things are very important to your design process, but the good news is it doesn't all have to be done by you. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level and start outsourcing things that you don't necessarily have to have your hands in, go over to mydesignassistant.com, check out Brittany's services, her reviews, and book a time with her online. Head over to mydesignassistant.com to get started. And we're back. All right, guys. So let's talk about the fourth myth of paid advertising, which is the belief that running an ad can replace a majority of our marketing or advertising efforts. So this is wrong in so many ways and it will hurt your business so much if you believe and act on it. So let me just explain this. As I said at the beginning of this episode, advertising and marketing are very different things. They cannot replace each other at all. Ads are meant to put leads in front in, in your funnel and they're they're dependent on the actions of that potential lead or that potential client, but marketing depends on the relationship that you build, that you are in full control of between you and your audience. And that is why marketing, especially when it is truly relationship-based, is a much more effective long-term strategy. Now, please note, I said long-term strategy. If you are looking for a way to get clients quickly and if you are looking for a way to put in minimal effort, then 
business is not for you. That is not how a truly successful business operates. And I know you're like, oh my gosh, Kate, you are really being blunt today. But it's just the honest truth. You are never going to find a way to get rich quick in business. You will never find a way to instantly get new clients just by posting one little ad. Now, I'm not saying that you'll never get clients from a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad or boosting a post. I've gotten clients from social media even without posting ads, but it's not a good long-term strategy. It's not something that you can count on when you're looking at your income from the, from the year or you're looking at your existing income streams. You can't point to one thing and be like, okay, that piece of paid advertising will always bring me this many clients and in this time frame, so I can always count on that. You certainly can't because as algorithms change, as the way Google operates and changes, you have to understand that marketing is a much better strategy for the long term because that doesn't depend on an algorithm as much as it just depends on you being a real person and serving real people and having real conversations and authentic relationships. And I know that sounds like a lot of work, but if you think about it, it's actually pretty easy. I mean, think of the people that you have a relationship with right now, your spouse, your kids, your family members, your friends, Sometimes those relationships do take work, but most of the time it flows very naturally. And I'm here to tell you that marketing your business can be the same way. But as humans, we tend to overthink and overcomplicate anything when it comes to our businesses. So I want you to just take a breath right now. Just take a deep breath. Whether you are a newbie in business or you've been in business for a decade, if you are struggling with getting new leads or you know that your business comes in waves and that you will have seasons of drought, just take a deep breath and focus on the fact that you are human and so are your potential clients. This gives you the power to then just be human. You don't always have to be posting an ad on social media. You don't have to be running a print ad in your local paper every single day. You need to be showing up as a real person in ways that matter to you, that align with your beliefs, and that align with the interests and passions of your target client. So an example of how you could do this is this right here. Start by posting a picture every day on Instagram or Facebook of either you or a project that you're working on currently. Now, the good thing is posts like this, because they're more personal in nature, tend to get the same or greater amount of attention even if you had boosted the ad. So instead of putting $5 towards boosting a post or running an ad, just start posting like you're a real person. Don't hide behind your services. Don't only talk about your portfolio. Those things are important, yes, and you should be sharing them, but make sure people get to see the real you. That doesn't mean you have to post a selfie all the time, and it doesn't mean you have to take a picture of your lunch every day, but it does mean that you need to show people what you look like and what you look like when you're doing the work. 
So those things will help you get more of the right attention. And if you apply that mindset to real life situations, if you deliberately start conversations with people that you don't really know, or if you simply ask for referrals, because you know, a lot of times guys, the reason we don't get what we want is because we never actually verbalize it. We never ask for it. We never put it out there. So if you need more business right now, Go to several people that have influence in your social circle and ask them for a referral. If two people each gave you a referral, you would be set for several months because those projects would be big enough, they would carry you through. And that same is true if you're a newbie in business. Go to the influencers or maybe if you are an influencer, take time to refer people who are one or two steps behind you. I firmly believe in community over competition and the only way any of us will be successful in marketing is if we start treating it like a community. Okay, so we have discussed the four biggest myths about paid advertising and now I want to share with you guys exactly what you should be doing before and after running a paid ad if you so choose to invest in one. That way you can be sure that it is successful and that it doesn't make you pull your hair out by the end of it. Okay, so the biggest issue that I see people dealing with when running a paid ad is all they do is create that ad and it might be a fabulous ad, but they don't have a landing page, they don't have an email sequence to follow up, they really don't have any of the other necessary parts and pieces of a sales funnel. And here's the thing, an ad is great, but it is not an entire sales funnel. It is simply equivalent to someone standing on the side of the street with a big sign, waving it around, jumping up and down, drinking bottles and bottles of water in the hot sun, I mean, they do get a lot of attention, you know? That's the whole point. That's the point of an ad. But what do you do with people once you've captured their attention? Well, that's why it is important to have that call to action so that you can tell them what to do next, such as get this download or get this free ebook or call this number. And once they either call you and you get their contact information and they give you permission to email them, or once they opt in and thus give you permission to email them, you have to have a way for you to stay front of mind with them. So if someone clicks on your ad, they should be taken to a landing page that is part of your site. Then once they are opted in or they make that phone call and you chat with them, then you have their contact information, name, phone number, email address, maybe even their physical address if you talked about a specific project they're wanting to work on. Keep all of that information in a secure CRM or customer management system because you have to make sure you follow up with these people. If all you do is have people come in through this ad, but you don't have an automatic email going out like every week, every two weeks, and of course, no less frequent than every month, people will forget about you and then the ROI on that ad will become pretty much non-existent. So you run an ad, that's great. Have that ad go to a landing page. Once people opt in, they need to get a sequence of three or four emails that further explains how they can benefit from working with you and a little bit more about you as a person so you can start building that relationship. 
And then at the end of each email, you should have a call to action, one that gets gradually bigger. So you've already asked them to opt in. Why don't you ask them to click on your scheduling link and actually book a design or staging consultation with you? There's nothing wrong with that. The worst thing that can happen is they'll just delete the email. But the best thing that will happen and what I have seen happen again and again is by the time these people have looked at your ad, they've opted in, they've gotten your little free gift and then they've received three or four emails from you. Now they feel like they actually know you even if you've never set eyes on them and you've never said a single word to them. So it is important if you're running an ad to have all these other pieces that come after it. And it's important to also have the pieces that come before running an ad, which is making sure your ad is going in the right place, making sure your ideal client will actually see it, having that strong call to action, using the right imagery, making sure that you describe the pain point, the solution, and then follow it with that CTA. So there is a lot to think about even in one tiny little Facebook or print ad. I hope that you guys can take all of these tips, apply them to your advertising, and make sure, just really make sure, you keep the focus on your marketing and don't rely on advertising as a lead stream. All right, guys, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening to The Kate Show. And by the way, if you guys find these episodes helpful, would you mind leaving me a review? If you're if you're listening on Google Play or iTunes, just go over to the podcast and leave me a review. Let me know what you think of the episodes. Let me know if they have helped you. I do get so many wonderful emails and Instagram comments from you guys saying that you appreciate the content and that makes my day. And I also really love it when you guys request topics because I'm all about delivering content that is actually relevant to you. So if there's something in particular that you would like me to discuss or someone you would like me to interview, please let me know. You can find me on Instagram at Kate the Socialite. You can send me a DM or leave a comment. And most of all, guys, leave a review if this has been helpful to you. Thanks so much and have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Kate Show. Please hit the subscribe button and share this episode with a business bestie who needs to grow her interior design or home staging firm. To inquire about our products and services, please visit us at katethesocialite.com. Until next time, keep your marketing simple and your message clear.